Welcome back to this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Art Bazarkanian. Hello, Art. How are you? I'm wonderful, Bridget. Thank you. We are drinking mimosas on this lovely Friday morning. I'm on my second one, which will be my last. There isn't any more. Oh. That's a good way to stop. There's no more champagne? It's gone, mate. Oh, Prosecco, rather. Okay. Prosecco. Great. I'm glad. Good. Good. And I even brought in my champagne cork, thinking there would be some leftovers. Anything you want to say just to start off? No, it's a beautiful morning. Uh, pretty blue sky. So let's enjoy it and let's dive in deep. Yeah. Okay. Just starting off with my normal show notes. I'll get these done quick and out of the way. If you want to email us, you can do so at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Allow me up to 48 hours to get back to you. Social media, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest. I think I'm in TikTok jail still. So if you follow me on TikTok and if you could like or comment on some of my posts, that would be great. That or the algorithm changed. I'm not sure. Either way, we love TikTok. We love Instagram. Hardly ever go on Pinterest, but I'm there if you want to follow me. Rate and review the podcast. If you could, if you could rate and review the podcast, it would be lovely. We got some nice reviews since the last time we spoke to you. We really appreciate them. It's always helpful. Yes, thank you so much. Those were really nice. Yes, gets the word out there about the podcast, helps other people find us. So when you're looking at a fashion podcast, it might say, you might also like my Best Vintage Life podcast. The way you get put in that, you might also like categories by getting good ratings and reviews because their algorithm says, hey, this is good shit. Let's show it to other people. So we really Share appreciate the shit. it. Share the shit. Yep. Our website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. You can do some shopping on there, buy some online classes, uh, sign up for our vintage reseller newsletter uh, geared toward vintage resellers that own businesses. And it's free. And it's free. Always free. Never spam you. And, um, yeah, you can just check out our website. There's also a contact form on the website. It's just another way to reach out. It goes to the um, email that I shouted out in the beginning. And I don't have an obsession at the moment, do you? No. 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 No obsession. Last time I did Not the really. uh, liquid IV. Liquid IV, me and my Oculus. You and your Oculus, yeah. I went to Jerusalem, Bethlehem yesterday. You did? <laughs> I did. I got scared in Jerusalem, not for what you might think, but it put me really high in a really high spot at the wall. <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> <Too> <laughs> so I'm not doing like well with the heights thing. It's not working. Well, you need to find something more at sea level. But the thing is, you don't know. Yeah. I did the Lake Tahoe one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be nice and scenic. And next thing you know, I'm in freaking three, four hundred feet in the air going over the lake. But you, I'm, you know, I'm Why do you have to be in. in the air? Why can't you explore from the ground? You don't choose. It's what they've recorded for you. Oh, so you don't. Like no, you'd love it. It's to see Lake Tahoe that way. I don't think too many people have unless they do a hot air balloon. It was absolutely oh, fuck that. beautiful. No, it was you ever see so one of those things blow up that I see why they protect it so much because you can't Lake have. Tahoe? Certain, yeah, no, like you can't have boats on it. Unless, you can't. No, no they have to be certain engines. Oh, Very cool. clean that don't like emit that. the oils in there. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's, it's pristine. It's it's beautiful. All right. Well, so no obsessions at the moment from us. I'm sure we'll have one next time. Yes, we're quite obsessed. Well, we're, we've just been busy. That's all. Crazy busy. We've been working weekends, long hours, clients booked, beyond booked. Orders. Orders. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been busy. Positive so. blessings. Yes. Yeah, we're not complaining, but it's just, you know, haven't had as much time to be obsessed. 
Um, we have some new patrons, but I'm going to come back to that after we talk about some of our topics. I'm so excited to talk about our new patrons. But here we go with our first topic, Art and I. Hit me with it. Wanted to talk about old school marketing. Is it because I'm old? No, I was And I went to school? You're not old, first off. Oh, I know. I'm teasing. But it's something that I know you have done in the past and you still believe in. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain on it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just think anything you could put into your tool belt is good. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the box thinking. Right. So what do you think is the most useful form of old school marketing? Other than face-to-face interaction, mm-hmm. I think it's to create a scenario where you meet more people. Yeah. So either you have to create the scenario or go to a, a situation where there are multiple vendors or buyers. So for me, it was going to swap meets and not just buying, mm-hmm. but actually talking to the people who I saw who consistently had the things I was looking for and trying to create and develop a relationship without haggling, without lowballing, and to make it worth their while. And some of those people I met in the 90s, I'm still buying stuff from now, you know, and others obviously either passed or are not in the business. And then uh, yard sales, you'd be surprised, you know, most people that go to yard sales are also uh, people who resell. So if you have a yard sale yourself, you can... Well, yard, yard sales are our second topic. But oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, remember? We just no. reviewed them before we no. started five minutes ago. <laughs> we were going to segue into yard sales, but there are a few other things I wanted to touch upon first in terms of the old school marketing. Yeah. Well, so I also did uh, ads in the Thrifty yeah. Nickel or I Penny think, Saver. I think paper ads. Paper ads are very effective. And I don't know how to say this and be polite, but... Um, there's just a generation of people now that aren't tech based, you know, and they still read the newspaper. They still get the free little pull, you know, when you go to like the coffee shop and there's the pull down container of local free newspapers, whatever it may be, the penny saver. Here we had thrifty nickel the nickel for a while. pickle. Yeah, nickel pickle. <laughs> I made that up, yeah, but um, well. you know, there's people that that's like there's still their main form of or your local information newspaper still has local classifieds. Newspaper. Yeah, so. And when you think about it, a lot of you that want the older clothes, a lot of it is being held now by an older generation and a lot of them are not, they might be tech, they might be tech savvy, but they still, they still, still don't trust they still it. have like their finger on the pulse of print media, I'd say, you know, and, um, it's that crossword puzzle. Was it crosswords that people like to yeah. open up the paper and do that? And usually that was in the classifieds. Right. So, so I know it's easy in this age of technology to just think, oh, Instagram marketing, Facebook marketing, TikTok marketing, blah, 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 but like you're, I think you're missing a key source of people and really the people, I'm not necessarily saying people that are going to buy something from you, but people that would be willing to give you stuff, donate stuff to you, sell you stuff um, because they don't want it anymore. They're kind of at a point in their life where they want a clean house or maybe someone passed away. And uh, I think if you're not paying attention to those older sources of um, marketing, old school marketing, I think you're kind of missing out. There's also local radio stations, local TV stations. I think it's especially interesting for people that are in less populated areas outside of metropolitan areas. Yeah, I agree. Those are all good. It it kind of differentiates you from other people because you see what most people are doing right now. Insta. The social media, right. 
So if you go someplace different, maybe you'll attract a different and get the things that you're looking for. And also, how about you if you're looking for something? I mean, those older generation, they advertise that way. Not too many of them are going to put it on Facebook Marketplace no. or on Instagram and, and do spins I mean, in a circle. I worked at a supermarket that had a cork board. And people oh, would yeah. put, you know, like the rip away numbers, TV for sale way back um, when I was working there in high school. There was no social media. There were no smartphones yet. Oh, I did. Did I ever tell you? Hey, I did. I did it in the laundromat. That's yeah, what I laundry- did. Okay. Sorry, guys. For whatever reason, my uh, my garage band told me system overload. So we got cut off. Luckily, I looked down and saw it when it happened. Art, Must you be your new makeup. My new makeup. <laughs> God. You act like I have the Kardashian clown face going on. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Just your clean stuff. Yeah. No, I don't know what happened. Uh, but we were talking about laundromats and um, just unique places that I think just get overlooked where you could advertise. And literally all you have to do is go into Microsoft Word, type up a little document, print 10 copies, put it around town, you know, just it sounds. I had to go it, it to the photocopy place. Simple. I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it almost sounds so simple now because everything is so complicated these days. But I really, I just, um, I want people to think outside the box when it comes to sourcing, when it comes to selling, when it comes to meeting new people. And don't be afraid to engage in conversation. Ask the person that you found stuff from, like, hey, is this something you get off? And uh, I'll be here regularly. Or do you have more? Do you know anybody else who has more? But in a way that's respectful and inquiring and not so much like you're greedy and you want to eat all the candy kind of thing. You know, there's, yeah. there's a way to be tactful as well, but also respectful. Uh, it goes a long way. It's, it's I'm the 100% believer in relationships, 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 regardless of whether it's just you spent $3 with somebody or somebody spends $3 with you. It doesn't matter the amount because it's a positive engagement that could possibly lead to future things. Yeah, and I've talked about this before, just making your own opportunities where there are none. You know, just because you're a vintage business doesn't mean you can't interact with the local coffee shop, local restaurants, other stores. It doesn't mean you just have to be in a clothing store to do a pop-up or, you know, whatever it may be. I had a high school collect shoes for me for their track team. And yeah. I paid them for the shoes, and they were able to buy new uniforms. It was a win-win. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I reached yeah. out to somebody who was an aggressive, uh, I would say aggressive, because they were, she was fundraising. And, you know, she reached out to me. I said, well, you know what? Instead of just giving you money, how about we make it work for both of us to where these kids feel like they're involved in creating their own. So they understand, like, okay, if we do this and we collect shoes, then we'll sell the shoes and we get our uniforms. So it was a good positive all the way around. And I made money and they got what they needed. So you can do that with like the shops you're talking about. Yeah. Just different ways of getting what you need in a sense, but also giving back. It's just a matter of not being shy and having some confidence, you know? Oh, I'm the shyest person there is, but no, you got to pay the bills. Yeah. I mean, you don't strike me as that, but I know some people are. Some people have expressed that to me, you know, the, they have issues kind of getting out of their comfort zone, but really that's the that's the best way to succeed, you know, is pushing yourself beyond that zone of comfort. So, yeah. Push yourself. Push yourself. Okay. 
next topic. Well, so Art, you had brought up yard sales and it's something I wanted to segue into from the old school marketing because I think yard sales are nothing new. They're, they've been around a long time. Some people call them tag sales. Um, and then obviously you have the fancier version, which is the estate sale, which sometimes is a little bit misnomered, you know, sometimes a little bit more organized, but not necessarily <laughs> depending on what one you go to. So I, I was just curious, you know, what you thought about yard sales. Do you think there's still a good place to source? 100%. I do. It's, it's a great place to get things still. I know a local kid who came across like, you know, second edition Levi's jacket, mm -hmm. great come up in the Fresno area, but he wouldn't have found it if he didn't do his normal, well, go driving around. It's like, you know, you got to put the effort in. Sometimes I've had so many unfruitful. How much did he buy it for? Do you know? $20. How much is it worth? Anywhere from 1500 to <laughs> 2500 Yeah. So if that That's, alone doesn't get you off well, your no, ass, I don't know. But also... I used to, and when I lived in Pasadena, I did a yard sale to the annoyance of my neighbors <laughs> every weekend. And you hosted one. I hosted, had one, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was a good way to meet people mm -hmm. that were looking. And it was like, and you could use it in reverse. You're not necessarily having to buy stuff, but just to find people who are looking for stuff, you know, because you'll know who's just buying for themselves or their family and who's buying to resell. You know, strike up that conversation. What else do you look for? Okay, do you, when you're out there, do you buy this for yourself? Well, how about, you know, we exchange numbers because this is what I'm looking for. And I know a guy here who does, uh, goes to storage auctions and he's looking for very specific things, but he has a full-time job and he can't get to it. So he's made connections because he loves to talk. And so he says, anytime there's an auction and you see these items, you know, let me know, send me pictures. I can pay this. And so you've networked so you, because you can't be everywhere all the time. But when you create like a web, a collective that helps you get the things you need, then I think that's wonderful because it's a win-win for everybody because you'll get the things that they want, you know, be able to reciprocate. You know, mm -hmm. if you, you have an album guy who hits, you know, every yard sale in town, you know, and you happen to come across records, let him know, hey, at this address, there's some records I think you'd be interested in, or would you like me to buy it for you? And then they'll do the same for you when they come across t-shirt, a box of t-shirts that look all faded and thinned out. And it was an old rock guy who kept all his yeah. concert tees. Goes both ways. And if like individual yard sales, if it's like hard with your schedule or daunting, a lot of times communities do like whole block sales. Yeah, I and that's would like do a, block. that. If you're a busy person or you know you can't allocate time to like go to a million little yard sales on the weekend and you want to just get like more bang for your buck, I would suggest looking out for like yeah. those community my, type sales. My greatest success rate where I would actually like load up were always from church rummage sales because yeah. church rummage, unfortunately, you know, the older generation who goes to church and they're always usually the ones that are willing to part with things and the things they're parting with are right up my alley, which was older clothes. So it's always look for those. I think if if you're into vintage dresses and and, and and the whole vintage vibe, go to and plus you're supporting the church. I mean, what's wrong with that? It doesn't matter what kind of church it is. You're supporting a group of people who are trying to help others. Look at it that way. Yeah, I think it's a better way to look at it and like look at it as a church. Look at it as an organization of people who are just trying to be helpful. Yeah, exactly. If religion isn't your thing or whatever. Yeah, and plus so. you and you come out on the end too, so it's you, you help yourself too. 
Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I personally have not done a lot of yard sales in my life. Yeah. I mean, they're frustrating. My mom looked at them as junk because my mom was an organized, neat freak, didn't want any junk or clutter in the house. My dad thought they were great. And that was a source of, you know, I'd say tension between them. So I never did them. I'm sure I doubt the ones that people had where I live were probably. Oh, that, I've, I've got funny stories with my mom. Go, my mom at a yard sale is like, you, you need to just walk away because she is going to embarrass the crap out of you. That's kind of your mom everywhere. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> this is no estate sale. This is junk. She'll say, why do you call it estate sale? Well, she has no filter. <laughs> this is no estate. <laughs> my house is bigger. <laughs> Oh, so she associates a state with like a grand mansion. Exactly. Yeah. And with good things. Yeah. Yeah. Art's leaving. You're using the restroom. He's running. Right. So I'm assuming so. No, um, you know, yard sales, estate sales, it can be a really great way to kind of get out of the city too if you live in a city. Uh my aunt lives north of New York City and I she's in Westchester County. And I know she used to do a lot of yard sales. Well, she calls them tag sales there. Tag sales and estate sales there. And um, a lot of times the clothes would really be one of the last things people wanted. A lot of people were buying, like, used toys for their kids or bikes or books. You know, uh, the clothing really got picked over. She used to pick out some nice things for me. And I'd say, oh, how much do you pay? It was like, um, oh, one time she got me. It was like a Christian Dior not like Dior, Dior, but you know, like one of the lower, not lower, but the not so expensive Dior labels. She got me in like a bathrobe and it was like $2. So a lot of times the clothes specifically, I think get looked over. Um, so it's just something to think about. Could be a good way to get out of the city and go to a less populated area and hit up some yard sales, estate sales, and, uh, have a nice day out in some fresh air. Exactly taking a sip you could continue talking that'd be helpful <laughs> no i'll just watch you <laughs> but dead air isn't good then people are gonna think oh no they had system overload again system overload uh, let's do the patron program sorry i'm stretching so we have our new patron okay first off we have a patron i don't know who they are I can't tell from their email, and I don't think they're on Instagram, and I nope. emailed them, and they didn't respond. So I figured out who it is. Who is it? Elon Musk. <laughs> so I believe your name is Chase. No, it's Elon Musk. No, it's not Elon Musk. If your name is Chase, or the word Chase is in your email, you signed up for our Patreon program, but I can't get in touch with you, and I don't know who you are, and it makes me sad. So thank you for being a patron, but please get in Elon touch with Musk. me. Check your spam. My email might be in there. Um, because we owe you a burning question for art. And I just wanted to shout out my friend Corinne. Uh, she rejoined the patron program. She was former, formerly a mentee. She said she missed the bonus episode, so she rejoined the patron program. So thanks for rejoining, Corinne. Thanks, Corinne. And then we have... <clears throat> and thank you, Elon. We appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah. I was just hoping you'd chip in a little bit more than I that was five, say, five Five bucks for Elon <laughs> Come Musk. Come on, Elon. That's like a millionth of a penny for him. Okay, so um, I do have information on this new follower. I was willing to change this, my dog's name. This is to at... A12673. I'm focusing on a new patron here. Please. Me too. I was trying to give him some props. Okay, so well, this person is more important. Okay, so I wanted to give a shout out to Kristen. 
at Foxtrot Vintage Goods. Kristen, I don't share uh, patrons' last names for their privacy, but her last name is a variation of a last name that I grew up with. So it was just funny to see. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And you certainly don't see many Eastern European names uh, here in California, at least in Fresno. So it was exciting. Uh, so follow Kristen at Foxtrot Vintage Goods. She's based in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, cool. Nice and chilly up there right now. And um, you betcha. You betcha. Yeah. Kristen's great. She's participating in some online classes we have, which is amazing. Good did for you. Did she do the math class? She sure did. All smart girl. And pest control. Sorry, Kristen. I shouldn't even be sure. I'm, I'm like, I'm not sharing her last name, but I'm going to tell you what she's doing. But I think it's great that she's pursuing these things for her business. All right. Burning question for art. Are you ready? Yes. At Foxtrot Vintage Goods. Kristen right wants back at to you, know, Foxtrot. <laughs> from your perspective, what do you think is an opportunity that small slash individual online resellers are commonly overlooking? So a commonly overlooked opportunity could be anything. Small now, when she says online, is she selling on other platforms or her own? She's not asking about herself. She's asking in general. Do you want me to read it to you again? No. <laughs> I've heard it twice. I'm good. Opportunities online. She is on Etsy. Okay. Well, I think when you have your hand in multiple baskets, it's very good. And you always talk about the importance of creating your own email list I think that's what I see people missing out on the most is owning their owning own. Owning their online. Owning their online. Yeah. And, you know, instead of being victims of possible Etsy doesn't like the way you said something or listed an item. They turn the button off. Exactly. They hit the switch. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's co-developing your brand on multiple platforms. And one of them has to be your own. It doesn't matter if you don't have more than five visitors. Just build that website early and slowly and do not look at it as a moneymaker. It's a look at it as a way that it's one day it's going to transform. It's there. It's there. And eventually that's going to be your thing. Yeah. You know, and I, slowly you can shift the majority of your goods to that and then drive traffic to it. That's the opportunity I think people are missing because they don't want to do their own marketing and Etsy searches are... You know, and eBay are just so optimized. So anytime you search something on Google. I don't think Etsy is anymore, personally. I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear that. But I searched for something on Etsy the other day, and it was a nightmare what return. It was all people that are paying to get their posts oh, the boosted. Ads, yeah. And I was like, this isn't even what I'm looking for. I'm well, not I told saying you, Etsy's I used bad. It. I used it for the first time. I had two Etsy stores. Two, three weeks ago. Yes. Art's on and, Etsy now. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it. And I wanted to see, okay, because I kind of cleaned up everything on eBay mm -hmm. in terms of what I wanted to buy at, at a certain price point. So I went, I took your advice, went to Etsy, and I, I was able to find, you know, almost 30, 30 to 40 biggie jackets that were in my price point. So bought all those up. So now when I search the same exact thing, because I saved the search, all these other crazy things pop up. Candles. It says, yeah. It says add, add, add. So I had to go down like six yeah. times. Whereas the first Scroll time I did almost it. almost a whole page. Yeah. So it's with the first time I did it, they popped up. So I don't know if I depleted it and they felt the need to fill it with something else or. I don't know. Yeah. So I, was, I found it interesting. I'm like, oh. 
I'm not saying that these platforms are bad, but and I know this is a question for art, but truly to have a website typically costs $30 or under. And if you can't make that investment in yourself, then I think you need to relook at your business. If that's a lot of money for you a month, then figure out how to afford it and, and eliminate something else. Well, in you're, your paying, budget, you're you know? paying that for an item sold if it's a $100 item. Yeah, it's about twenty five percent. Everybody I've talked to that does Etsy, they says that they say it's not. It's just not even just the cut from, they take. It's the fees. And yeah, the twenty to thirty dollars, yeah. and they're pushing everybody to do free shipping. Well, there's. I mean, another. one of our mentees is in the process of getting off of there, and I'm so happy because she's been telling me over time how many fees she pays, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. Yeah. This is not what it was meant to be. It's not how it started out. Never, nothing ever is. Yeah, you know, people get greedy. Companies. Get I think greedy. that's a really great answer um, to Kristen's question. So thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Corinne, and thank you, Chase. I don't know. Elon. Elon. <laughs> thank you for your uh, patronage, and um, I am excited to say we met our goal of five hundred dollars a month in patron pledges, which had been a goal for a long time. So thank you. Um, I reset the goal to a thousand. I know that's lofty, but um, you know. Art and I, I'm, I'm putting a value on our time, and I think I just like goals. Yeah, I think it's very something competitive. To work toward. You know, that. Um, at some point in time, you know, podcasts become monetized. Some out there make a hundred thousand dollars a month. No, this is supposed to be fun and I informative. Know, but it's just like at some point in time, you mm -hmm. kind of have to monetize it, just because of the amount of work you're putting in between TikTok and Instagram and and the podcast and recording and the bonus episodes. So. We really, really, really appreciate your support. Would love to get more $5 um, patrons and um, what's included in the $5 level. Well, you get two bonus episodes a month right off the bat. That's fun. After next week, there will be 20 bonus episodes in the back catalog. How many? 20. Wow. Yeah. You get um, a burning question on air to ask Art and um, you get an on air shout out. And did I forget anything? I think that's it. I'm going to start doing discounts um, for the, you know, we're going to start doing some some ticketed events online. So the $5 level will get discounts for those events. And, um, you know, it's an infinite amount of people can join at the $5 level. It's not like the mentee levels where, unfortunately, I have to have a cutoff because time constraints. So if you want to join at the $5 level, it's patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. That's $60 a year to support one of your favorite vintage podcasts. We really appreciate it. At the $20 level, that's strictly ads. So you get 30 to 60 second ad two times a month. And um, I read the copy that you provide for me. I say whatever you want me to say. So if you're interested in advertising on the podcast, that's a great level to sign up for. Just so you know, our podcast is listened to globally around the world. We have a very strong uh, listener audience in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the UK, and obviously number one being the United States. Um, and then there are some um, countries in South America and Central America, Africa. So we're, we're all over the place. Jamaica, people in Jamaica love us. We've talked about that before. <laughs> So um, if it's really great if you have a, a business that sells internationally, it would be a great place to advertise your business on the podcast because we have such a wide global audience and we sit on charts in a lot of different countries. It's pretty exciting to check out our statistics. And uh, the $25 level, unfortunately, there's only one spot open right now. That's a text-based mentoring program. 
You get to ask me two burning questions a month via the Nudge app, and you get all the benefits of the $5 level, so you're getting the bonus episodes there. Only one spot open. If you hear this and that sounds good to you, I would sign up because typically what happens after I put this new podcast episode out, that's when the spots fill out, fill up. So one spot open. The $50 uh, level is <laughs> full. Um, that hasn't changed. You can sign up to be on the wait list there. And that is a one hour mentor video call with me once a month, including all the $5 uh, benefits. And then the $100 level, there are plenty of spots open there. You get all the benefits of the 50 and $5 level. And then you also get a monthly audit of your selling platform, whether it's a website, Etsy, eBay, and then you get a free copy of our retail um, math class, mental math, <laughs> retail math class. So, Art, where can they sign up? What do you mean? What's the website? I have no clue. My best vintage podcast life. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. If you know what? Can I interrupt you? Yes. You know that you can send and share and episode with Podbean. I sent, you know, because it was my dad's uh, one year anniversary yeah. of his demise. and his. I think if they don't have the app, they can just pull it up on a browser. Yeah. I, I sent it to my cousin because he, you know, sent me a message. Mm -hmm. So I sent it to him and he, t t man, he said, thank you so much. He was, was able so, to listen to it? Uh-huh. Oh, it was so, so nice to hear your dad's voice, that interview that you did and uh, I did with him. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in order to listen to the Podbean bonus episodes, you have to download the Podbean app, um, but you can listen to every episode of the podcast on there. So it might just become your new podcast listening episode and you, all of your favorite podcasts are on there as well. Yeah. It was super easy. I like the fact that you could share it so easily. Yeah. You know, no downloading. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to send it to my mom. Hopefully she doesn't cry, but she will. We all do every time we hear his voice. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah. Still makes me laugh. Hompo. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been one year since Hompo passed last yeah. weekend. His so. birthday's coming up, too. Yeah. Same birthday as my brother. Crazy. And Alonzo's son. Yeah. So many people we know on February 20th. Yep. Okay. Our last topic. So <laughs> I have been watching, you guys know I love true crime, and I was watching the Sons of Sam documentary on Netflix, which basically is saying, and I they kind of have me hook, line, and sinker that... Uh, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, did not work alone. He worked amongst cult members. And they're wondering this about a lot of people now. You know, how many serial killers, murderers worked alone? And it's being questioned on a lot of them. And it got me thinking about cults. Now, obviously, a lot of cults are bad, you know. But um, I was kind of thinking about, like, a vintage cult, a, a positive cult. Because at the root of it, a cult is... A group of people that have a belief that kind of goes against conventional beliefs. It's something outside the box. The Manson family, for example. Right, right. that's a bad one. That's a bad one. But yeah, there are bad things. Like, you know, there was a cult that Thanks did not. Thanks to the CIA. Oops, did I say that? <laughs> that was a CIA op. Um, read, oh, K read the chaos book if you want to learn about that. You can say stuff, but I can never say stuff. Oh, no, how funny I'm is that? I'm talking about the CIA. They're going to pull the plug over at Langley. Or is that FBI? No, Langley's CIA. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking, you know, 
it's a cool approach to look at vintage like a cult. And another example of a positive cult is when movies hit, they call it a cult classic. A lot of movies that are cult classics flopped at the box office when they first opened. But then they develop a cult following over time. So movies that flopped in the 80s are now cult classics. And it's a cult classic because they have a following. So I think it's cool to look at vintage from that sense. Now, cults, no matter good or bad, took people, unassuming people, and kind of converted them into their thought belief, right? right. So I think it's a good approach to look at, especially with people in your life that are really against vintage. Maybe you won't get them to wear the vintage or to participate in what you do, but maybe if you could at least change their thoughts a little bit and get them to conversate with other people and spread these ideas about how bad fast fashion is, how good it is to reuse things, to recycle, to upcycle, to die, to mend, to whatever it may be. I think it's just, it's a good way to get the ball rolling. Let's have this vintage cult, but in a positive way. I agree 100%. Because so many people out there still are so stuck on Fashion Nova and she in or whatever that fucking garbage people wear. You know, I mean, we thought Forever 21 and H&M were bad, but this shit is just like, you know, it, there, <laughs> there's a girl at my barn who was like, I wear, I got four dresses from Shein for $30. It took every muscle in my face to not give her the ultimate Bridget shit stare for saying that. And she's like, don't you work in fashion? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's nice. And right there, I could have converted her. I could have converted her, but I didn't because I was busy with my horse and that's okay. But those are the people that you want to just, you, you don't, you don't, this have, is what to all you say you don't is, have to be a dick. You don't yeah, have you to do. be a bitch. You can be nice about Informative. it. Informative. Just Educate. say, hey, hey, you know that website you just got those four dresses for $30 from? They kill babies. Uh, do you know that um, <laughs> they're using Uyghur Muslims uh, to make your clothes? Which is basically just another form of genocide, you know. Or they pollute rivers. Or they pollute rivers or, you know, they're killing people. I mean, it just takes, sometimes it just takes a little match, a little, I mean, think about it. One of the largest wildfires in California was started by a hammer hitting a nail, creating a spark. Be the spark or be be the the hammer? Well, be the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. So... Just something to think about talking about. I, I just I was sitting there watching this, this Sons of Sam and I'm like, how can I put a positive spin on this cult mentality? And I thought, God, with vintage. Well, you know, it already kind of exists with the Subaru people and the Tesla people, right? So let's <laughs> And apply. the Jeep people, hello. The, okay, so I'm saying is if you don't attack with it, yeah, but come across as... Oh, that's great. You got, you know, four dresses, seven fifty each. That's great. But do you know at such and such place you can get them for three ninety nine, four ninety nine, and you could have had seven dresses, six dresses. Yeah. There's an option. You know? It's it's tactful. You'd be surprised how much people don't know. I'm Truly. never surprised what people don't know. Truly. Like Uyghur Muslims, what are those? Forced labor? What's that? You know, um, they think Starbucks is vintage, forced labor. Vintage. What's vintage? You know, uh, people just 
I don't want to say people are stupid. There are very stupid people. There's out a difference there. between stupid and, and uneducated, n- uneducated, yeah. and never been exposed to. Right. You know, because nobody's taken the time to teach them. Right. It also depends on your home. I mean, I think you're more apt for vintage if your mom was a thrifter or your dad took you to flea markets and yard sales. You're more apt to like accept it. Yeah. But if all you've ever been to is the mall, that's all you know. Yeah. You know, and it takes uh, maybe a cool friend to break you out of that. And you go and you fall in love with it. Right. You know, you struck me as a mall kid that actually got exposed to a thrift store. And then you realize, oh, my God, this is so much better. Right. Um, I mean, my mom wasn't big on the thrift stores. Right. My dad was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, me, I grew up in the swap meet selling carpet, oranges. Whatever. I don't whatever remember my dad could come there across. being any flea markets or swap meets where I grew up that I can think. Actually, no, there was a big flea market, but it was about half an hour to 45 minutes away, and I never went to it. Um, Bloomsburg? No, hometown. The hometown. Hometown. By the buffet? No, the oh. hometown auction. Um, I never actually went to it ever. Isn't so. it funny how we even have a flea market here that's called auction, but there really wasn't an auction per se? That's what I always thought. I always thought it was an actual auction. And then I remember seeing a picture of it and I'm like, that just looks like booths. So I'm assuming know? like in the old days, they actually did livestock. I'm auctions sure. There. Yeah. A hundred percent. The but, history of the fleet. You know, the mall was really all we had where I grew up, unless you drove like two to three hours away to get to the bigger stores or the bigger malls. Our mall by any means was very small. And So how do you, you propose know? someone gets someone... To try it, go thrifting with them. I think that could be better than going to yeah. a yard sale. But make it worth their while. If you yeah. think they're, if you think they're not going to like it, or you're questioning, are they going to have a good time? What's something they like to do? Do they yeah. like a restaurant nearby? Okay, if you go thrifting with me, then I'll pick up the tab for happy hour. Yeah, I remember at the or, when we used to do the um, Rose Bowl a lot. I would always see like you know, so let's groups of girls. And you could tell there was one that did not get the whole use thing. Yeah. The others would be like rifling through the rack looking for stuff. And there was always one that was a little standoffish. You could tell she came just to hang. Yeah. And that's what you could do. I mean, you can always have a drink first. You can have brunch first and go someplace. Make it like a an event and then slowly expose. And, and then you want to be strategic in that if you know what this person likes and what this person wears... Try to pick a place that you know she's going to actually be comfortable. Don't take her on the first time to where she has to wear a mask and dig in bins. That's not, no, but it, that, that's hardcore. Yeah. You know, take them to a place where things are displayed properly. No like baptism usually, by fire. Yeah. I think the, those, you know, <laughs> the, the, ca- the cancer, the cancer places are yeah. probably the cleanest. Oh, most. Like, the, like the American Cancer Society. Exactly. Friends. Their thrift stores yeah. are always so clean, so nice. Uh, it's always volunteers that work there and the ladies are sweet and, and it's almost very much like a little boutique. So yeah. that's a good way to start. Yeah. Think about your friends and think about what they like and how can I make this worth their while so that they don't go home and complain. Oh God, I was with so-and-so yeah. and this don't is Don't bring them to Baz on their first time. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's, it's, Baz is not for anybody's first uh, thrifting event by any means or thrift or rather wholesale or is whatever this, you want to call it. Is this by size? <laughs> Do you have this color? I'm like, what? 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 It's me. No, David Spade doesn't work here. <laughs> what? Okay. 
Anything you want to add? No, I think you did a... We're almost at 40 minutes. Did a marvelous job with the cult because you presented in such a positive way. Yeah. Positive so. cult. You know, was another cult that turned positive? Huh. Different religions because they were against yeah, the truly. norm at the time. And then you have vegetarians, right? That, In a sense, that was a cult, but that was a healthy way to live. Yeah. So, you know, don't always think about it negatively. Just no, think. I mean, be, there's, and, there's... and you know what? Guess how large the cult has to be? You. And maybe another person. And you guess what? You leader. become the, uh, because it's a collect, collective mentality of positivity. You, you, you merge collective and cults. Collective. That's right. That's right. Collective. That's what I was saying. You know, and in other countries, it's taken off big. I know the UK is huge for this. You know, they're, they're very proactive in it. Yeah. And it's great to see. And hopefully, and we are too, but we just, you know, unfortunately, we don't have the media siding with us. You know, I see big companies trying to get into it, but I think I don't give it much importance because I think they're doing it just to look good as opposed to really believing in it. So, of once, course, it's yeah. just like everything else. How can we not get canceled this week? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just you watch commercials right now and you're like, oh, these companies are trying so hard not to get canceled. They don't actually care about people. No. Right. No. Some do. I will, ne- I will never blanket statement any anybody or any company. But for the most part, you're watching like commercials right now and you're like, oh my God, people are, they're trying so hard and you have to wonder how yeah. well intentioned they are. Do you remember uh, the Windsors? Please don't leave us. Please yeah, don't please, leave us. Please, please don't, don't leave cancel us. us. Yeah, please don't cancel us. And it's the same thing with like greenwashing and, and you know, big companies saying, oh yeah, we're doing this sustainably. We're recycling your clothes.